You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It is Thursday, October 14th, middle of the month. We are so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us on Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord, and we encourage you to do the same thing and then tune in. And I'm speaking to the choir because if you're hearing this, you've already tuned in. Tune in to Morning Breath and listen to uh, what we say and uh, look at and find and feel like the Lord's speaking to our hearts as we read the chapter. And hopefully uh, it'll spark something in your heart too. God's so faithful to to kind of build on stuff and, you know, help us along. And so I'm encouraged about that. Anyway, my co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. I'm we're out of the Old Testament. Last we week are. it was, uh, we are getting close to the end of uh, Samuel. Second like Samuel. Samuel. So, yep, we're back in the New Testament. Yep, and uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to today. We're starting off the, the book of Timothy. Yep. And it should be really good, really yep. fun. Timothy's a good guy. He is. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, for you guys to follow along um, and get plugged in, we want you guys to join us on this. Get the East Coast app. You'll have the morning breath stuff there. It'll be able to take care of you. You can also go to our website. I also want to encourage you, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, East Coast Christian Center, you'll be able to get the weekend services that we do. You'll be able to learn about groups and just really uplifting content that comes out for your day. You'll be able to um, see more about morning breath as well here coming up in the future. And we're excited to help you get into the Word of God. We're excited to get into the Word of God ourselves. Yeah. If you have yep. no internet, just call the church, 321-452-1060, yep. and we'll take care of you. Yep, be glad to. So we've got a bunch of announcements, and we've been announcing one of them wrong, and we've got to correct yeah. that. So Backyard Games, tell them about it. Backyard Games is Wolfpack. It's our men's ministry. It's going to take place at Wickham Park. Come on. It's going to be predominantly on October 16th. That's a Saturday, but some guys will be out there October 15th camping. camping. Doing a little camping the night before. So I tell you what, go to our events page on our website, eccc.us forward slash events. Get all the details for that. It's going to be a great time guys hanging out with other guys having some fun playing some games some backyard games and it'll be great so you guys want to jump in and check that out also our coco fall classic cruising is going to happen october 16th that's a saturday and it's going to be at our coco location we're going to have food trucks out there classic cars it's going to be a great time for the family to go out and see some see some cars i know i'll probably be out there my son's a big car kid and he would he would love to take his picture with some of those old vintage cars that's nice well and we also have beach baptisms going on at Lori wilson park this is an all-campus event and it's really for anybody who needs to be baptized. If you don't have a local church or home church, you've believed. The Bible says after you believe, you should be baptized. Mm-hmm. And if you have not been baptized since you believe, not as an infant, but since you believe, we would love to see you get baptized and stand up for the Lord in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be October 24th from 5.30 to 7, again, at Lori Wilson Park. And then we have a family fun night, October 29th. It'll be a blast. We're going to have all that. uh, What we do is we make a fun, game-filled, candy-filled environment for kids to come dressed in, you know, a nice costume that could be anything but not scary because we have a lot of little kids there. Nothing scary allowed, uh, but you can come and and your kids have a great time. Of course, it's free and uh, they'll get lots of candy. It's going to be incredible. I cannot yep. wait. So I tell you what, First Timothy 1, let's jump into this. Let's okay. See. How many verses we got, boss? It seems like we got like 20. 20, so 10 apiece. 10 apiece. Uh, I'm going to read through 11. There's <clears throat> kind of a good break there. Perfect. Well, okay. Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior 
and the Lord Jesus Christ our hope. To Timothy, a true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love, from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, have turned aside to idle talk desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly, for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there are any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Mm. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, in my insolence I persecuted his people. But God has mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God has mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too, can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciousness. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Harmonius and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. Ah. Uh, Men. Wow. I wouldn't want to be Hymenius or Alexander. I know. Yeah. I. Uh, whew, there's so many things. Uh, there, there's at least three things that kind of stand out to me in this chapter, but um, I would defer first to say, what, what was it that stood out to you when you read it? One of the big things that really kind of stood out to me um, when, I, when, when I first read this was when he said, hey, man, don't get wrapped up in these meaningless discussions. Mm. And I feel right now with the way <laughs> social media is and everything that's a hot topic, uh, I feel like we're never going to go away from the, uh, another unspoken pandemic, and that is just diversity and argumentative culture that we live in, that we can spend a lot of our valuable time rather on the assignment God has given us, but instead pointlessly arguing, arguing with people <laughs> over something that is going to bear no fruit. And I think about mm, when the, yeah. when um, the Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. That we're yeah. going to look at some of the things that we're putting, allocating our time towards and say, is this beneficial? So that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, and you know, uh, it says uh, don't give heed to fables. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pick on anybody, but flat earth and, you know, all the arguments <laughs> I've seen about that. And again, 
You say, well, the fable is round earth. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But again, we're back to you're right, I'm right yep. type of thing <clears throat> and stuff that's kind of made up. Endless genealogies, which Israel, it, it's it's amazing. I, I haven't been since like 95, but um, even then, when you'd meet somebody, they would tell you their name and then from what tribe they were from. And which is wild to think that they still think that way in Israel. Wow. But they do. And it was like, oh, okay, great. You know, Uh, I'm from the tribe of nobody, you know, (laughs) but I love Jesus. And, you know, uh, God's done great things for me. And then it just says, which caused disputes. You know, if you win the argument and lose the person, You've lost everything. Yep. Amen. And, you know, we do that in our relationships, even our good ones. We try to win the argument, but we end up losing the, the real battle, the real war. And that is a good relationship. That doesn't mean you roll over, you're a doormat, or, you know, you don't have a strong opinion, or you you can't share what you believe from your heart. But you don't have to, if you say it and you believe it, you don't have to say it again. Come on. I love when people, when we, we've been talking a little bit um, about like the character of God and how God thinks about people and different stuff. Listen to how God thinks about the worst sinner, self-proclaimed worst sinner in the New Testament. And he says this, he considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. So trustworthy and assignment, appointment. Man, when you woke up today, if you're a father, if you're a mother, God considered you trustworthy to be that role for those children, and he appointed it. Now, whether we've walked in or not, sometimes it feels like we're utterly failing as parents. Sometimes it feels like we're utter, utterly failing as, as family members. We have got to slow down and say, you know what? God has believed enough in me to put me in this role. I can operate in the, his strength to carry out what he has appointed me to do. That's why I encourage anybody out there. Maybe that's spell, good encouragement, brother. You know that you know your story's not done yet, and and rest in His strength, and and let's get back at it. Yeah, the call comes before any faithful response. In other words, Jesus, uh, when when the Spirit descended on Him like a dove, and the voice came from heaven, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." came before any miracles, any works, any faith, you know, that faithful son of God stuff we see all the Mm -hmm. way through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's how God spoke about him Mm -hmm. before he entered into the ministry. And again, Paul, this God, God counted or counted unto him righteousness before he was right. Right. I mean, all of us are wrong, and then God makes us right. Right. And so it's a it's a beautiful picture of the transforming power of the gospel in our lives. Mm. Uh, John Newton, who uh, wrote the song "Amazing Grace," pretty mm. famous song. When you say everybody knows Amen. "Amazing Grace," yes, how uh, sweet the sound. He was uh, a he he, de- he described himself as an infidel. He was. Uh, he used to. He used to buy and sell slaves in Africa and f- bring them by boat all the way across the ocean back to America to enslave them. Yep. Uh, we're talking about a guy who you know dealt in the lives of people, you know, bought and sold, and uh, he was completely preserved, restored, uh, pardoned. 
and appointed to preach the preach forth the faith Come on. he had long labored to destroy. Those were his own words. That last part there, um, you know, here's a that's more of a not very modern. I, I get it, John Newton. We could all look at the three people in this room and come up with modern examples of, you know, infidels getting saved. Uh, but you know, that's what Paul's talking about here. He says, "I was formerly a blasphemer." In in Jewish law, mm-hmm. blasphemers were stoned, put to death. I mean, that was the accusation that the high priest had against Jesus. Yeah, he did. He blasphemed. What more do we need to hear? Mm-hmm. Crucify him. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Paul was. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't a good dude. No, he was not. And, and he was holding the clothes of the people that killed Stephen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does say that he caused other people to be put to death in other places in Scripture. So, yeah, we're ta- we're seeing here the transforming power of God in him, and it's it's an awesome thing. And I love that he's like he, he's gathering everybody in, you know, and it's he's under the impression that you know this uh, epistle, this letter to Timothy would would be somewhat of a private letter, but would inevitably be read out to the to the to the congregation and to people and become a study because then he says this and he says this I believe one other time he says this expression one other time in the New Testament and it is this <clears throat> verse 15 says this is a trustworthy saying he excuse me one second <clears throat> he says this also to Titus all right and I love what he says he says this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it says the same thing to Titus but to Timothy he says Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners that is beautiful I love it he's like fables genealogies no no you're getting off course you you're mm. worth let's stay focused that Christ came to save sinners to save you to save me to save that person that annoys us to save that person we love and and let's re-zero in and make the main thing the main thing that's good and it's like what he says to Titus is a little more savage he goes this is a trustworthy saying people from Crete are liars and no good <laughs> and I was laughing yeah you so, know uh, he's uh, Titus and Timothy were we're the only person he called true son as well. And that's how he starts us in verse 2, to Timothy, a true son mm-hmm. in the faith. And so, you know, that was, uh, he shared things with these young pastors yep. that he didn't necessarily share with everyone, though it's all available to us now. One of the themes in this chapter that I think <clears throat> is pretty powerful is uh, the theme of conscience. It says in verse 19, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith and have suffered shipwreck. Over in verse 5, it says, now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. Now, what is conscience? Um, Let me see if I can say this. Feelings are the voice of the body. Mm. like, Like the feeling of pain, hot, cold. Feeling like emotion is the voice of the soul. Reason is the voice of the mind. That's good. And conscience is the voice of the spirit. Come on. And so God speaks to us. The scripture speaks to us. You know, some, some, you know, there's lots of places in the Bible says that you should walk in the fear of the Lord. And I don't have time to develop the whole thought, but I believe the fear of the Lord is um, this line that God draws in your heart that if you stay within this line, and for you it might be different than me, 
don't get me wrong the line is always murder for everybody right <laughs> you know but there might be certain things in your life that you don't don't feel good about right man if i do that that's just going too far if you stay behind that line i believe you're walking in the fear of the lord mm-hmm. and you're having a good conscience but if you cross that line and that's kind of become a habitual thing for you your your conscience says here and a good conscience which some have rejected concerning the faith that suffered shipwreck mm-hmm. i don't want to suffer shipwreck same here um and so i want to i want to walk with god now your conscience very often is determined by your worldview. And if we're, I'm not talking about the voice of your conscience as the voice of your spirit if you're somebody coming out of the world, because it's not. Because you might be from uh, Borneo and you're a headhunter and you believe in eating people mm-hmm. and your family taught you to eat people, your conscience won't be violated over that because that's normal for you. But your, your spirit hasn't been born again, and your mind hasn't been renewed, mm-hmm. and so your conscience isn't born again or renewed. But once it is, then very often that still small voice on the inside, people call that their conscience. And that, uh, uh, mm. something I think is incredible is that the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle John, would, would, would write. He would say that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And when John would write this, he was actually being very strategic because he knew that he was writing. He was writing this much later in life than the other Gospels. He knew that mm-hmm. his audience would be going predominantly, would first hit the church of Ephesus, which I could be wrong in this, but Timothy either passed this pastor Ephesus. Ephesus. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pause that thought real quick. Anybody that's like, oh, I want to go back. We need to go back to how the first church was, the early church was. Okay, Ephesus would be like New York City. They had money. They had uh, religious and b- different belief poles all over the place. Um, Titus had Crete, which was uh, mo- almost like large amounts of small groups, but the- it would be more like Las Vegas. They had like really different moral compass than other people. So for us to be like, as a contemporary church, we need to go back to the first church. These young men had very difficult environments they had to pastor in. It was not easy. And that's why Paul keeps them close. And that's why John would know that he's got to what change what the Gentiles believe if we're going to change how they behave. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's why he says, "Listen, the big thing was my un- my ignorance and my unbelief in what my moral compass. No, in who Jesus is. You see, when Paul landed the Jesus thing right, when he got that right, well, then his behavior started to become right, and we oftentimes expect for people to change their behavior." so that they can somehow become better. And that mm. isn't how it works. I tried. I yeah. tried for, for for over two years to stop doing drugs, and I couldn't do it. Mm. I, I could not behavior modify. Exactly. And I got born again, and God delivered me. And it is, it is the main point, and keeping the main point is the main point. Mm. But for those of us that are Christians and are walking this out, the value of a clear conscience is incredible. You know, you never, you don't have to hide, oh, you, don't, you lie, and you don't have to lie again to cover the other lie. And when you're living in that, it there's this thing that happens that your heart becomes calloused. Mm. It becomes less sensitive. And uh, it, 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 you know, the Bible talks about 
stiff-necked people. Yep. That's another description of what it's like. Listen to what John said in 1 John 3. It says in verse 19, And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God that whatever we ask, we receive from him. You know, one of the reasons a lot of people struggle in their, you know, believing God and trusting God is their conscience. They, they, they're focusing. It says God's bigger than our heart. He's greater than our heart. God is not blessing or ministering us because we're perfect. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mess God up if you're if you're violating your conscience. Right. It messes you up. Yeah. And so it becomes hard to hear God and you lose your confidence in your prayer life. And we could go on and on about what it does. But I just want to say, man, be careful. If there's something that's been going on. Just confess it. Get Come it out. Yes. And and tell somebody you know and love that you trust that will do the right thing and get that fixed. Man, a front end filter that I have is I, I'll ask myself. If I, like, for example, because I work a lot with the college students, you know, I text, I have over three to 500 text messages a day. No joke. Um, Could I tell Pastor Dan what I just text that person? Could I tell Pastor Matt with a clear conscience what I just sent out in a text? And if my heart gets a check in it, then I'm like, well, maybe I need to rethink this. And it's good to have filters. It's good to have, this is not behavior modification. It's so you don't sit on the throne of your heart that you have other godly people and this is not somebody supervising you or babysitting you it's how the bible talks about wise counsel a wise counsel being able to talk to someone and say hey listen i think i'm gonna spend this money on this or that what do you guys think can have a clear conscience yeah. a clear conscience yeah. isn't always a sin issue all right like it could be multiple things. We're meant to do life and ministry and and church. Let together. me just give you one yeah. real quick. Let's so you you get on your charge card, and you go. Oh, I think I'm going to get that. But inside, you feel like oh, I probably shouldn't do that. But you do it anyway. We've all done that. Amen. Probably everybody on the planet's probably done that. And so then you go. Oh. But then the next time you do it, it's a little easier. Click. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's all right. Yeah, I got through it. Click, click. Before you know it. Your fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt, and it all came by violating that still small voice yep. on the inside. That's what we're talking about, and that's not necessarily a sin issue, though it ends up being one. It's really a live your life the right way and yeah. do well for your family thing. Hey, we gotta, we gotta take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. I think it's interesting, you know, we, we said this in the beginning of the program that really keeping the main thing, the main thing is important, you know, Jesus Christ who saves sinners, and that's all of us. But just along those lines, when it talks about not giving heed to fables, endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification or godly building up, which is in faith. Now, it says this. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart. You know, and that's what it comes about. Wow. Boils down to, too, is, you know, Jesus said this is the commandment. This is how you fulfill the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. So what we've got going on here is Jesus said, look, if you want to obey the law, fulfill the law, I should say, is a better word for it. And Paul wasn't against the law. 
He was no, just yeah. against the law as a way to be right with God. Come on. The Most of the law was doing the right thing at the right time. And so Jesus is saying, you know how to do that? You know, it's walk in love. Walk in love towards God. Love God. That'll help your conscience stay tender. You're in love with God. God will speak to you when you get out of line a little bit. And walk in love with your brothers, not disputing or arguing or pitching fits and, you know, Facebook, you know, wars or whatever you're involved in. Love is the answer. The love of God is the answer. And so that's what he's encouraging here. Anyway, a good way to close is on the love of God. See you, Pastor David. See you, Pastor Ann. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.